Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. Mm. Today is Thursday, May 30th. 30th? Yes, May 30th. Tomorrow's the last day of May. Where where does the time go? <laughs> I am inside today. We have an overcast and rainy day. Um, for a change. <laughs> um, actually, it's fine. I need to put more water on the crow fountain. I meant to do that before I came in and then I forgot. I'll have to do that after the podcast so that you all don't have to listen to the noises of that. But I'm in my office and I'm looking out the window and I'm looking at the Ortiz Mountains, which are remarkably green. I mean, when you look at the mountains in the distance, they're always like blue and gray and sometimes white with snow. And right now these are just like emerald green, big swaths of green. It's really amazing to see. Flowers blooming everywhere. Cactus are starting to pop into bloom now. Along with other flowers. So, yeah. But uh, having a long, cool spring definitely brings out a different array of flowers than we normally get. I posted a blog post yesterday talking about um, whether or not revision is God's work or the devil. It's less the devil's work, which I always imagine to be kind of mischievous and fun and more just of the devil. <laughs> uh, and really, it's not that bad. I was I I posted a gif of a woman screaming yesterday. I think I scared my mother. Um, but I yesterday was slow. Yesterday was slow. I try to you know I track what I do over time and doing a revision like this, a developmental edit revision. My average, my overall average, is usually around 42 pages a day. And that's working like four hours. So 10 pages an hour, more or less. Um, and, But I really, really have to keep in mind that that is an average. Because sometimes I go much faster than that. And other times, painfully slow. And right now I'm at painfully slow on the fiery citadel. Yesterday, I was working at like, I did six pages, six pages, and then four pages. So I only got like 16 pages done yesterday. And I was tired. I had a serious tired. So, and it's just because... I'm still fairly early on, and uh, my editor really wanted me to bring out a particular emotional arc more. And so I'm not only having to layer that in, but then as soon as I change uh, the emotional pitch early on in the scene, then of course that ripples through and it changes uh, how the characters feel and act Um later in the scene, and then even in the next scene, right? Because it's, uh, yeah, just a different pitch. So I'm also working with <clears throat> these magic reveals that she wants more evidence of. 
or wants me to bring out more fully, which I understand. I know that I tend to be mysterious about these things longer than readers are patient for. So I need to get that on the page, but I, I don't want to get it fully on the page yet. And this early in the book, especially since I'm not entirely sure what it is. I have this idea. I should just go with it. I'm probably just fighting the idea and I should just go with it. The, what I think will happen will destroy something that I don't want to destroy. That's what it comes down to. And I'm trying to figure out my way around that. And maybe I just have to destroy it, which I, I don't want to do that. Yeah. I might have to. Ugh. Mm. Well, yeah, see, I really don't want to. I have to figure out a way to deal with this. Hmm. <laughs> Sorry, now I'm really thinking about that. Is that what's got to happen? Ah. I, wish, I wish I could talk to Grace, um, but she is in the painful throes of her own revision. Um. She's and she's way behind. Well, maybe she's done. She was supposed to be done, turn it on on Tuesday, <coughs> but she hasn't surfaced, so I'm afraid she might not have. I talked to her over the weekend, and it sounded like um, she wasn't close. She wasn't like, oh yeah, I'll definitely have this done by Tuesday. So she's in her own revision hell, being poked by the demons. A lot of people like revision. I talked about this in the blog post yesterday some, but a lot of people like revision because it's easier to them than drafting. You know, the whole thing where Nora Roberts famously said, I can fix anything but a blank page. But the fixing, the fixing is difficult. Yeah, it can be, um, I don't know. Maybe it just depends on whether you like to sort of build things up or if you like to tweak things. And while I can take a certain amount of pleasure in the tweaking, and I definitely believe in the tweaking, I, you know, I don't, that's the thing. I'm not doing something I don't want to do. I, I agree with Jenny's suggestions. It's just a matter of, I don't know. It just takes a lot out of me. I guess that's what it comes down to. Yeah. I don't know. We could compare. We need like graphs to compare my relative mind fuzz and tiredness when I'm like at a difficult part of the book versus when I'm revising. But for me, with the revising, some of it, it does require a great deal of concentration be, and and maybe more conscious um, thought. That's probably part of it. Um, I really try to hold the whole book in my head, and because I'm 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 polishing the whole. It's not like I can focus on just this scene. I'm okay. trying to get all of the parts to work. Well, you ever? work on something. Um, I'm trying to think of a good analogy for it. And I keep thinking of like a machine with cogs and wheels where you're trying to put 
something delicate back together again. And you can like fit one little wheel into place and then you try to fit the other wheel in and it knocks the first wheel out and you and it's like you don't have enough fingers to do it and you end up like using your tongue and you're trying to hold all the little pieces together and until you finally get them and they keep like not you keep waiting for that snap where they snap into place and it doesn't come and it doesn't come and as soon as you let go it all falls apart again that's kind of what this feels like it's trying to hold all of those pieces together in the correct alignment until it snaps into place. And when it snaps, it feels very satisfying. <laughs> but I'm still trying to hold those pieces together. So, so yeah, I, um, that's, I'm, I'm kind of head down on that. I haven't been doing much else. Um, went for a walk with David this morning, lifted weights and went for a walk. We, I was going for my run outside on, uh, Wednesday, yesterday, and he had gone out early driving and he got home right as I was heading out to run. So he came with me and I was teasing him that I was running circles around him because he was just walking and I was running. Thank you. <laughs> I can hear you all saying bless you. Or it goes Um Yeah, so it's been nice to get out. All. We've had some dramatic sky. It was kind of, um, we had clouds in Virga yesterday, a little bit of rain, a smattering. We're supposed to get good rain today, but not until later. But it's definitely gathering in. supposed to warm up next week. We're supposed to get into the 80s next week. And what else have I been doing? <coughs> We've been on a run of comedies. <coughs> um. <coughs> Excuse me. I must have really gotten something up my schnoz. Pollen count is, of course, high. <coughs> anyway, we got on this run of comedies, enjoying those quite a bit. Uh, Tuesday night we watched, um, I'm trying to think of the, oh, Big Business, which was an 88 movie with Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler, where they play two sets of identical twins, only they got swapped. So it's like Bette Midler and Lily Tomlin think that they're twins living in big business in New York City, and the other two are uh, living in West Virginia in the rural town where the rich folks had to stop to give birth to the babies. And so the Twins were switched out. It was funny. It held up okay. It didn't hold hold up wonderfully. And then last night we watched a movie called um, "Fighting with My Family," which was really good. Um, 
it hadn't been on my radar at all, it might have gone direct to what we used to say direct to cable. I don't know what it is anymore. Direct to streaming, direct to buy me on Amazon. <laughs> I don't think it was a an Amazon created movie. Anyway, it was produced by The Rock, Dwayne Johnson, and about a young woman who becomes part of the WWE. And uh, Lena Headey, who played Cersei on Game of Thrones, played the mom. It was fun to see her in a less uh, megalomaniacal role. <laughs> it still makes me mad that Cersei like totally lost her. <laughs> Motivation and character arc. I know I, I know I said I wouldn't keep obsessing about Game of Thrones, but I know it happened for all of them. I was thinking this morning about Lena Headey and how great she'd been as Cersei and her character arc, and how I'd come to reluctantly admire her for what she was trying to do, and then she stopped trying to do anything at all. And I was thinking, you know, that was part of it. Was that they all just became caricatures of themselves? And they stopped trying to do the things that they had been trying to do. Or they just kept doing them in this sort of mechanical, jerky way. So, yeah, I'm sorry that we did not get, um, and we barely got any kind of return to Cersei at all. I mean, she was just sort of there. They probably could have used a body double for Lena Headey and just had Cersei standing on the balcony and, Drinking wine and looking mean. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, I will let it go one day. Um, someday. The thing is, is even if George does finish that last book, you know, and people are saying, well, he'll fix it, he'll fix the canon and all of that, there's no way I'm going to wade through all of those books in between. I might be able to just cut to the end and read the last one, but I don't know. I don't know if that'd work. Probably won't. Maybe there's good fan fiction out there. If you guys know of good fan fiction, let me know, because I might just uh, might just have to go with that. <laughs> I'm not normally a fan fiction person, but you know, let's all rewrite the ending. So let's see what else. I don't know. I'm just... I'm just head down on this. Um, I decided not to go to writer coffee today. In case, for those of you keeping track at home. Um, mostly because I wanted to do the walk with David, but also because I just want to work on this book. And I may or may not go to yin yoga this afternoon. It's supposed to be raining, which means... <laughs> Why should I leave the house? <laughs> and also, um, it's not my favorite teacher teaching it. So, And uh, my friend Cheryl went to Yin last week. I didn't end up going. I forget why. But she didn't particularly like the teacher that's teaching it. So I don't know if I would or not. She's not someone I've had before. So I'll just see. I shall see how I feel later today. La-di-da. Uh, so, I don't think I have much to tell you other than that. Nope, I think that's 
think that's it. Oh, no, actually, I'm going to add in one more thing. I was thinking about writers and words and how words matter to writers. And another writer said that I had blindsided somebody. And I was startled by that. And I said, no, that what had happened was the other person was surprised and I apologize for surprising them with some information, but that I felt like blindsiding had a real malicious intent and there had been no malicious intent and I didn't think the other person had taken it that way. In fact, I know the other person didn't take it that way because we're friends and we talked. And and the other writer said, oh, well, you know, they, they apologized, which was nice, but then they said, um, oh, well, that they didn't ever think of blindsided as being as having malicious intent. So I went and looked up the meaning, and it means to hit or attack from an unexpected direction. That's the primary meaning. So I was like, okay, well, <laughs> blind. You know, I think we have to be we have to be careful with our words sometimes, right? Uh, and I kind of wonder if that writer really did mean to use blindsided and then was backpedaling, you know. People are curious creatures sometimes. So anyway, I was kind of thinking about that now and I've been thinking about how we use our words in blindsiding. All right, that's enough for today. I hope you all have a wonderful Poise Day. One more, it's a short week for many of you, so... uh, Today and tomorrow, and then it's the weekend again. And then it'll be June and summer, right? I think that'll be lovely. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. Take care. Bye-bye.